You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, the lovely Desi. How are you doing tonight, Desi? Good. Just good? Yeah, I was kind of wondering, how come you don't ask me other questions instead of, how am I doing? I don't know. It just works. You kind, you kind of know how I'm doing. Here's a question. How are you doing? Uh, I'm here. I don't know if I ever <laughs> ask you that. You never ask me that. You don't care. It's not that I don't <laughs> care. Sometimes I don't introduce people when I should. Yeah, I'm horrible at that as well. So I, maybe I just wasn't raised with manners? Maybe. Politeness? I mean, I was told to say please and thank you, but I don't think I was raised with the complete manners that one should maybe be raised with and how to be polite. So you I think maybe you need one of those like courses from the 1700s, you know, for how, etiquette? For etiquette? No. <laughs> God, no. If how I had to fold to... a napkin right and where to put the spoon and the fork on the dinner back. table. Although I was telling Summer on her wedding day, I'm like, Summer? Shoulders back, boobs out. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. I believe you are first. I am. All right. Yay. I don't know how I remember who went first last time. It's been forever since we recorded. Uh Uh-huh. It's been like months. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or days, whatever. I'm kind of shocked you had to think about that one. So, I didn't get any travel in last time. So, I'm going to do travel, but this is kind of slash science. Okay. So, I came across synchronized fireflies of the Great Smoky Mountains. Have you ever heard of them? Synchronized fireflies. No, I've never heard of this. So, I've never heard of this either, and I came across it, and I like fireflies, like watching them at Mm -hmm. night. Yeah, When I was a kid, I loved to try to catch them. Put them in a jar, mm-hmm. bring them in the house. Uh, Forget to poke it, holes in the top and they die right away. I was going to go a little more extreme here. Back in the 80s, you know, when there wasn't so much environmentalists mm-hmm. and animal activists. So I could get in trouble. But just remember in the 80s, it was okay to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Take a firefly and you smash its guts on your shirt and you write it, your name on it. Oh, yeah. That's fine. You never know. That is fine. You never Killing know if somebody's going to be like, I, I don't know. I could see one day that Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's somebody that has a problem with it, but I'm sure Maybe most it's our own don't. son. He got a little bit of, of, he liked a bug. Yes, for the he, first time ever, because he is deathly afraid of bugs. And he was scared of it, and it was sitting on the ceiling. And I said, Ian, it's a moth. Well, he likes caterpillars. Yeah. He doesn't really touch them, but he likes them. Mm-hmm. And I said, Ian, it was once a caterpillar, you know. What? And well, we know he doesn't like butterflies. We've watched, we w- witnessed them land on him. Oh, he's freaked. fine with the moth as long as it doesn't touch him. Yeah. Because it's pretty. But I told him it was a caterpillar. So then all of a sudden he got intrigued. Mm-hmm. Like I thought butterflies were the only ones. Mm-hmm. And then I said, we should name it. Cause you know, once you personalize it, mm-hmm. he's going to be okay with it. Yeah. So he named it. What did he name it? You don't remember? I don't remember. I, he goes, well, I'm like, Ian, what letter should we name it with? And he goes, uh, I, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. Ian. So I said, well, it's on the ceiling and it's defying the laws of gravity. 
Yeah. Isaac Newton. Perfect name. Yep. I haven't seen the moth, but he hasn't mentioned it. I'm sure it's dead. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't mentioned the moth either. No, he hasn't. Probably is dead because don't they only live 24 hours or something like that? Something like that. Okay. So anyways, on to my story. (laughs) Well, that's right. You're telling a story. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading a story, telling a story, but not that story. Okay. But that was a pretty good story. It was. Oh, now it's your turn. Just kidding. (laughs) Okay. So the fireflies... They were discovered by Dutch physician Engelbert Kampfert in 1680. I can't hear the name Engelbert without Humperdinck following it, but okay. Nope, it's Kampfert. Okay. Or Kampfert, something like that. It's spelt really funky. Um, so this was one of the earliest Western account of coordinated flashing of the Asian fireflies. Okay. Um, so... Philip Lotrin, I could have said that wrong, wrote about this phenomena also in the, in the journal Science in 1917. And he, argu- he argued that for such a thing to occur among insects is certainly contradicting all natural laws. So he suggested that it was not the fireflies that had flickered in unison but it was the observer's eyelids i'm assuming the way you blink okay so so they weren't flashing in unison but you were only seeing them because your eyes were only open because you want to believe it mine's powerful thing maybe so um but today scientists have come to understand how such synchronized flashing can emerge through a process known as coupled oscillation okay it doesn't surprise me, I guess. So long through to be what was thought the Southeastern Asian, these are actually American fireflies. Oh. So when they said the Asian fireflies, maybe he was thinking they were a different breed of okay. fireflies because yeah. of the fact that they synchronized together and you didn't really see that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um. These bugs, they start up in mid-June, around 10 p.m. nightly, and they exhibit six seconds of total darkness, and then in perfect synchrony, uh, thousands light up six six rapid times, so like blink, blink, blink. Well, they're slow blinks, though. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say blink, blink, blink. (laughs) (laughs) And three seconds period before all going dark for six more seconds. Hmm. So they start out with like a moment of silence for their comrades that they lost in the previous day. <laughs> but it's like a by, repetitive, yeah. this is what it is all night long. Do they know the purpose? They don't really know the purpose. Um, in 95, scientists confirmed, I think this is where they were talking about that, um, the existence of the Great Smoky Mountain synchronized fireflies. They discovered other populations, blah, 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 Appalachian Mountains. Hmm. Interesting. Um, no. I was just wondering no, if it they was don't. A, I had to read what else uh, I had highlighted, but... Some kind of communication thing they're doing? They or, don't really uh, know. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure really it's something. Know. It's obviously got to be something. There's got to be some reason behind it, but... They were saying... Um, they took possession of a tree and spread themselves over the branches. So they're all on the tree. So hmm. in my mind, you know, scientifically, I'm sitting there going, are they 
following because you know how they have like hums throughout the world mm-hmm. you can hear like a buzzing noise mm-hmm. but you don't know where the heck it's coming from yeah well what if this tree that they're all seeming to be taking over has some sort of a buzz or Maybe. a vibration that they're all feeding off of that's like they can feel this awesome. and that's like it's going off so they are lighting up mm-hmm. like in my mind that's what i'm thinking i could totally be off the wall with that Mm -hmm. but that was the first thing that popped in my head Hmm. like something's got to be telling them all when to light up at the same time yeah i'm sure there's some there's some reason that they're doing it all at the same time i guess but maybe unless they're like just all connected as one brain type thing like one intellect all going off at the same time. So you're saying they're like a computer that's connected to a hub of some sort, like the tree. Maybe, sure. Or like a a colony of ants following the queen. Um, and and you know, I don't know. I really don't know. We're just just spitballing, throwing ideas. Out My there. theory sounds so much better. I'm sure your idea <laughs> is much better. You're where sure. Are these, where you are these located? Agree? Where are these located? Uh, well, it's the Great Smoky Mountains. Okay. And you said there's also found some in the Appalachian Mountains as well? Well, They've found them throughout the United States. They don't have many places. Well, Congaree Swamp in South Carolina. They're in high altitude locations. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. That would be neat to see someday. I thought so. I really thought so. But they're all in the Appalachian Mountains. Cool, cool, Maybe cool. the mountains have some sort of a something. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know at all. Very hmm. weird. Well, that was an interesting story. Very I thought so. I like the travel stories. It gives us ideas of places to, or things to check out someday, maybe. Go get married there one time in June. Not because it's the traditional month to get married, because that's when the fireflies light up like that, and then it'll be at nighttime after 10 p.m. we get married, and... Our pictures can have the fireflies in the background. And it'd be like the first time in 100 years recorded history that they didn't light up that night. (laughs) It's because they heard me coming. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to squeeze us onto her shirt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We can have like decorated wedding shirts. That'd be funny. Gross. I woke up in the morning (laughs) and looked at my shirt the next day and I'm like, that's so disgusting. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Not realizing it was bug guts that, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Anyway, on to my first story. You have a story? I do. Have you ever heard of a man by the name of Benjamin Kyle? That sounds familiar, actually. It's not even this person's real name, but that's but that name what he's known by, I guess. sounds familiar because I could have swore, like, Kyle's a last name. Anyway, um... On August 31st, 2004, at about 5 o'clock in the morning, um, a Burger King employee in Richmond Hill, Georgia, found Mr. Kyle unconscious, sunburnt, and naked behind the dumpster of the restaurant. Okay, I haven't heard of him. He had three, dep- <laughs> three depressions in his skull. Uh, they appeared to be caused by blunt force trauma. He Ooh. also had red ant bites all over his body. Um, after discovering him, the employees you know called the called the ambulance. They got him to the hospital. Uh, hospital records have him listed as Burger King Doe instead of John Doe. Oh my god! Because they didn't know who he was. 
Uh, he was in that hospital for about two weeks when he was trans, uh, transferred to Memorial University Medical Center, um, where the records state he was semi-conscious when he was transferred. So he, had, he was alive then? He was alive. Okay. That's good to know. <clears throat> um, after some time at that hospital, he eventually said that he remembered his first name was Benjamin, spelled with two A's, Weird. but he said he couldn't recall his last name. Huh. Um, he had uh, cataracts in both of his eyes. Um, a charity ended up paying for the surgery. Um, upon seeing himself in the mirror for the first time at this hospital, he suddenly realized he's 20 years older than he thought he was by looking at himself. Weird. Um, amnesia, I'm assuming? He did. He had amnesia. Um, he believed he was passing through Richmond Hill, Georgia on either Route 17 or Interstate 95 in late August of 2004, but has no idea why he was there. It might have been because Hurricane Charlie had just came through um, earlier that month. Maybe he was stranded because of that. Um, he doesn't really know. Huh. Um, after being released from the hospital, he spent several years at different shelters and hospitals um, until 2007 when a nurse decided she wanted to financially help him and see if she could help him figure out who he was. Um, he really struggled for uh, many years after uh, after this incident because he could not get any benefits. He didn't remember his social security number. He he couldn't get a job because he didn't remember his social security number. He did remember his date of birth. Is that what it takes? I guess so. I don't know my social security number. <laughs> well, he uh, he did remember his his date of birth because he said his date of birth was. Oh, where is it now? His date of birth is exactly 10 years before Michael Jackson was born. So that's the only way. And huh. he, he had that memory in his head. So he was able to figure out when he was born, but that's it. Um, he went through hypnosis and DNA testing and over and over and over for years and years and years. People tried to figure out who is this guy and where did he come from and can we get him some help? And then finally in... He's like a freaking millionaire, isn't he? No, he is definitely not a millionaire. <laughs> okay. Um, on September 16th, 2015, uh, Kyle announced on his Facebook page that his identity had been established by a team of adoption researchers. Um, they had discovered that um, Kyle's name is actually William Burgess Powell, uh, born uh, August 29th, 1948 in Lafayette, Indiana. Uh, he was raised there, but cut ties with his family, uh, ended up being adopted. Um, and there is, and there is still a 20 year patch of time where there is no record of him prior to him turning up in 1994. Weird. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Kyle did appear on Dr. Phil on December 18th, 2008, um, on an episode titled, who am I, uh, Dr. Phil paid for Kyle to get uh, a professional hypnotist uh, done to try to recover lost memories. Um, he's been, there's been subject of a couple of different documentaries about him and things like that. But I just thought it was really weird. Like he completely has lost all memory of everything. The only thing he seems to have gotten right when he was trying to remember things was his birthday. Huh. Weird. That is kind of crazy. Like, how do you, could you imagine just waking up and not knowing who you are? 
and spending the next 20 years trying to figure it out and you can't? Well, I woke up once and I didn't know who I was and it lasted maybe five minutes. Yeah. It scared the crap out of me. And then since then, because I was like 16 when that happened, mm-hmm. I remember going, mm-hmm. it's happening to me already. And I'm 16 because my grandpa had, yeah, I always had say Alzheimer's. this. Yeah, yeah, I always say that wrong. And... I'm like, it's already starting. Like, it scared me. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a scary thing. It's scary just watching somebody go through it. So, I but, can imagine, like, not knowing who you are for years and years yeah, on end. No idea. And, five minutes, and I was freaking out. Like, and when I first started oh. reading the story, I didn't realize, you know, and then you start thinking about it. Whoa, yeah, he can't identify himself. He can't get a job. He can't get, you know, you can't get, he, he couldn't get on any aid or anything like that because he couldn't prove who he was. There was a there was at one point a petition. It was a one of those um, those us.gov petitions uh-huh. to the White House um, to try to get him at least a, a, like some kind of a legal identification, but it didn't even get enough like how signatures you, to even have anybody look at it. I guess. I just don't understand how. Like, did nobody want to claim him? Uh, I, it, nobody from the knew sounds of it, no. At all? From the sounds of it, in his childhood, it, people. He had a really rough childhood. So he was a child who was more or less he was lost kind of a, in the he was system kind of a, a, as it was. Abandoned in the system as a child as it was, yeah. Aww. And just kind of had, you know, obviously had some bad luck. Things went way wrong and got to a point where there was nobody. That's sad. I guess there was a family that did file a missing persons report about 10 years prior to um, when he turned up. So they, they, he did have some family. Um, but they didn't look very hard. They filed the report, but they didn't seem to really care too much. So, well, how do you find somebody if they don't want to be found? Though, no, yeah, either? that's true. That's true. That's true. And it, I mean, it, from from the sounds of it, he he did travel. You know, tra- prior to turning up in Georgia, he had traveled the country quite a bit, and you know, just kind of living living on the road. Weird. So, yeah, very interesting. Huh. thought that was kind of a, an interesting little story. That is kind of interesting. It gets my brain going. <laughs> it's kind of a scary thought. Yeah. So. I can't imagine being there. Like I th- I th- As I was reading the story, I remember thinking about like my grandpa when he didn't have Alzheimer's, but he, but he did have a form of dementia and a form of memory loss. Uh, it was a little different than Alzheimer's is, but he, he had a stroke and then very slowly... No, not very slowly, very quickly over the course of a few months, just kind of forgot everything. It damaged it's, his it's, brain it, is what it, it did. It's heartbreaking to see, you know. It is. It is. So um, thinking of abandonment, my next story has to do with abandonment, but not like your story. Okay. Mine's an abandoned ship. An abandoned ship. So have you ever heard of the Mary Celeste? Mary Celeste. No. Okay. I didn't either until I read this, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, so abandoned ship, Mary Celeste, and they don't really know what happened to the, gr- the crew. They went missing, and there were a ton of scenarios behind what had happened. Okay. So... And this is back in 1872, so we know sea monsters were still a thing back then, too. Oh, yeah. so, they were all over. Yes. <laughs> Until we caught them all. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't catch them all. Apparently, Nessie is still out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, British brig. These are all foreign languages, so I'm going to say this as best as possible. Okay. Digradia. Okay. Um, was about 400 miles east of Azrones, which is in Portugal. Okay. On December 5th of ni- or 1872, when crew members spotted a ship adrift um, in a choppy sea, and it was the Mary Celeste. They had left New York City eight days before they did, and they should have ar- arrived in Genoa, Italy at this point when they had found the ship. So, And there's like nobody on the ship? No one's on the That's ship. That's insane. So... Um, the ship's charts had been tossed about and the crewmen's belongings were still in their quarters and the ship's only lifeboat boat was missing and um, one of two pumps had been disabled. Okay. So three and a half feet of water were sloshing in the ship's bottom um, through, through the cargo of 1,701 barrels of industrial alcohol was largely intact. (laughs) So they didn't like get stupid drunk and jump in and go for a swim. They don't know. (laughs) There's theories. So, um, so this was one of the most durable mysteries in natural history. Um, 10 people were on the ship part of the, well, they weren't all crew members, seven crew members. The captain was one of them. And then he had his wife and two daughters on there. So, Um, so the theories range from pirates to sea monsters to killer water sprouts. Um, I, mean, I don't, I don't think pirates, they would have taken anything. They would have taken val- the value. alcohol. They would have taken the alcohol. That wouldn't still be there and intact. Um, the ship began to, began its voyage November 7th of 1872 from New York, as mm-hmm. I had said, and... The last entry that they had was in Azores. I'm probably saying that wrong. Portugal, okay. where the ship's last entry was recorded at 5 a.m. on November 25th. And then the ship was spotted about 800, 800 miles to Gibraltar. I'm probably saying that wrong. It's like a little peak. That, Gibraltar? What? Gibraltar? Like right off of Spain, mm-hmm. but it's a Britain stri- territory. Yeah, through the Strait of Gibraltar right there, yeah. Okay, that would be it. Okay. So um, so this is with left with the British territory because it mm. was found right in that that time Weird. or that spot. So um, British vice said the court, um, they had like a savage hearing okay. is what they called it. Um, it was to determine whether the savages, in this case, the degrada crewmen, were entitled to payment for the shipment or ships insurers. Um, hmm. But the attorney general in charge of the inquiry, Frederick Solly Flood, suspected mischief and investigated accordingly. So hmm. they were suspecting that these people who found the ship were the ones doing the foul play. Oh, like maybe they did something to the people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. That could make sense. And it eventually 
they received a payment, but only one sixth of the 46,000 of which the ship and the cargo had been insured. So finding the ship being in the territory they were for Britain, Mm -hmm. Britain had laws. So if you find this, you get the insurance insurance money money. for what the insured was worth. Okay. So to me, that would raise red flags. That would definitely raise red flags. Yeah. (laughs) But they found no foul play. They let it go, but they only gave him one-sixth of the money because hmm. they weren't quite sure. Yeah. So they did Weird. get a chunk of the money. Um, so there were books written, plays done, um, everything that you could think of on this. And then because of stuff like that, um, there was a published J... I'm saying all these names so wrong. <laughs> How book... Kotnick Jasperson's statement in 1884. So his sensational account printed in the Cornhill magazine, it set off waves of theories about the ship's fate. And then the general, uh, the attorney general revisited the case again. Um, But it was still a mystery Hmm. when it came down to it because they could never prove anything. Yeah. So we're going to fast forward now to our time. Well, not so much our time, but... Um, like 2002. Okay. So our time, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you know, modern, present day. So people were kind of digging into this because they were like, why is this still a mystery? Well, and they were yeah, trying to use very modern. very intriguing. I can imagine a lot of people wanting to dig into this. And they were I'm wanting... surprised there's not a show on the History <laughs> Channel about it. Um, <laughs> there is documents on, document like movies and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Modern... So there could be stuff on here regarding that. I just don't know mm-hmm. where exactly you would find it. Yeah. But um so what they did using modern like how they would do a crime scene like Okay, yeah. We need to eliminate first yep. what we know didn't happen. Sea monsters first thing were thrown out. Mm-hmm. So um, That's the sh- a mistake. <laughs> the ship's condition intact and with full cargo seemed to rule out pirates. Yep. Um, crewmen drank the alcohol on board and mutant mutin- mutiny. Yes. After interviewing crewmen's uh, descendants, McGregor deemed the scenario unlikely, and then alcohol vapors expanded in the Azero. Azers, Portugal. Okay. Heat and blew off the main batch, or and blew off the main hatch, prompting those aboard to fear um, an explosion. So they were worried about that. Um, But according to McGregor's notes, the boarding party found the main hatch secured and did not report smelling any fumes. Hmm. So they threw that out. Um, and then it was a document or a document somebody had documented or wrote a play i guess okay saying that there was a homicidal sailor and they had but when it came down to it they threw that theory out too because there was no motive whatsoever okay um I mean, it's obviously possible somebody could just go nuts 
you know. Well, that also triggers in my head, like, there's all these affairs you never think of either. Mm -hmm. I mean, the captain's wife was on board. I mean, you just never know. Never know. I don't know how old the kids were, but somebody could go flying rampant over that, too. It could happen. um, But nothing offered any clues to what was going on. Then a rational reason to abandon the ship was what they started to kind of look into next after that. Mm -hmm. So to try to narrow that down. Um, But what it came down to in the end was Briggs was actually 120 miles west of where he thought he was, probably because of an inaccurate... um, I don't... What are those things called with the little... It's a little spinny thing with the dome. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I have no idea what it's, it's called. It's like a compass, yeah. but um, by the captain's calculation, he had sighted land three days earlier than he did, um, and Soul Flood's notes yielded on one or one other's piece of information that McGregor and Richardson considered significant. The day before he reached the... Reached Portugal, we'll just go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Briggs changed course and headed south to Santa Maria Island, perhaps seeking haven. So I'm assuming something when a screw is what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were kind of looking into stuff, the shipment that they had sailed prior was coal, and then the, it had to have a big scrub down. Well, with the scrub down, because coal has the powder and stuff, mm-hmm. they think that's what got into the pumps and stopped the two pumps that they found okay. weren't working and not knowing how much water was going to get in there at that point, being that they were able to see land because a captain never mm-hmm. abandoned ship unless there's some yeah. reason to. If they saw land at that point, he at that point would say, yeah, let's this get in the lifeboat and get the heck here. out of here. We're getting on the lifeboat. There's land right there. Let's go. But you don't just but, typically disappear after that. Well, that's the only thing. They, there's no mention of where the crew members were, anything. And it's just like, well, Weird. during all these trials, don't you think word would get to where the ship was found? Yeah. Or how... how I'm. If I had to guess, it's probably something along those lines. They got into a lifeboat and the something happened in the lifeboat and it went down and it's sitting at the bottom of the ocean somewhere with everybody in it. That's just crazy, It though. is crazy. It's absolutely insane. It's those sea monsters. I mean, it's either that or the aliens came and got them. I don't know. No, it was Nessie. Well, they weren't really anywhere near Loch Ness, though. I know. <laughs> I mean, right side of the globe, I guess, but still got to go quite a bit north to get there. I know. Well, they were by the Britain territory. Yeah, well, at that point in time, Britain had a lot of territories. <laughs> this is true. This is true. True, true, true. <laughs> so, abandoned ship and crew members still gone and nobody That's knows. That's weird. I'm really nobody curious. Knows. I'd like to see some stuff on this now. I'm curious if there's any, like, cool there's, YouTube videos or History Channel shows. I don't know if there's or... YouTube. Maybe History Channel. Um, there's... They were talking about short stories that were written mm. on it. I mean, obviously, it sounds like a fairly famous case. So, yes. I'm sure, th- I'm sure there's something out there. Interesting. <laughs> so. Well, since I brought, you know, everybody down with my first story and a guy losing his memory forever, figured I'd bring an uplifting story next. Thank God. Is it it's, funny? It's not really funny. No. You need to bring funny to the table. My last story's got a little bit of funny, but this one is not funny. It's inspirational. 
Okay, I will take inspirational. Dale Schroeder. I know Schroeder's, not Dale. Well, this is Dale Schroeder. He was a very simple, humble man from Iowa. Mm. Kind of like me. Sure. I'm sure. simple and yeah. humble. Um, it, it, Dale's friend, uh, Steve Nielsen, um, described him as a blue-collar, lunch-pail kind of guy. Said he had two pairs of jeans, a work pair of jeans and a church pair of jeans. Huh. When he passed away um, in, earlier this year, just before just bef- just before his death, he went to his attorney and said he had a little bit of a savings and he wanted to do some good for the world. Um, Dale Schroeder didn't have a wife, didn't have any kids. So decided he wanted to leave his remaining money to students in Iowa who didn't have an opportunity to pay for college. Aww, that's sweet. Dale Schroeder had three million dollars in the bank. It was going to be a buttload of money, (laughs) and he sent thirty-three kids to school to college. That is amazing. (laughs) This is a man who had a a a blue-collar job in a factory. And just worked, didn't spend any money, and saved money his entire life. How do you not see the world after you're you're retired? How do you not... It kills me. I I don't know. Obviously, he wasn't interested in seeing it. And according to his friends and and, uh, other relatives, he was a happy person. He didn't, he was content with life. He wasn't sad. He wasn't depressed. He lived until his, until he was in his eighties and just decided he was going to, uh, to do some good. Um, but none of his family or friends had any idea that he had $3 million in the bank. Well, no, because they all would have been like, Hey, can I borrow a thousand bucks? You're not going to spend it. Yeah. Do I need to pay you back? Um, this uh, this article I was reading, uh, it, the the newspaper I was reading it from, had interviewed a, a few students who actually got the money. And I guess he didn't die a lot. He didn't die this year. He died a couple of years ago. Um, and the the thirty three kids all got together this year, um, this summer to kind of have a reunion for him in his wow. honor. And they've, I just I just think it's crazy. Like they are going to school to be doctors and teachers and therapists, and these are all kids who. Could not afford it, so he set up this trust and and a way to apply and advertised it out there. And if you you know were you didn't have to be like a straight A student, you just had to had to want it and not be able to afford it, and you could apply and be selected to have your schooling nice. paid for by by this guy. And thirty three people had full time four year degrees paid for, nice. which is crazy. That is crazy. That is awesome and uplifting, especially in this day and age. It's nice to hear a story about somebody doing something good, with, especially at the end of their life like that. Well, yeah, and that's a lot of money. I mean, 33 kids? Yeah. That's a lot. But 33 kids through college. That's like... I mean, it's sad that it's $3 million only put 33 yeah, kids that's through kinda college. Sad. That's kind of sad. But that's still 33 kids. Yep. It's pretty crazy. Can't imagine, like... I just think, I just keep thinking back to like the article described him going to his lawyer and and uh, and saying he wanted to do something and can you help me do it? I can't imagine like I can imagine being in the the feeling in that room at that time, kind of you know like 
Unless it's a money-sucking, hungry lawyer. Yeah, that could have been. Luckily, he sounds like he found somebody that he could trust and that um, well, I'm sure did the what they were supposed to do with the money. Regardless, did what they were supposed to. Yeah. But. And then I just imagine being one of the guy's friends. Like, what? He had what? He had what? And the I guy had two nothing. pairs of jeans. <laughs> like, a work well, pair and a church pair. care about that. Like, people who have the really good jobs up here... Um have the beater vehicles yeah oh yeah yeah and it's because they don't want to spend a ton of money on anything nice because yep. it's going to get ruined driving it where they got to go anyways yep and true. it's only for most people 10 minutes max to drive there i mean yep. we're we're a very rural area yep. so 10 minutes is 10 miles yep. doesn't take long <laughs> to get anywhere what's the point of having a really nice vehicle when you're going to be seeing the same people every day anyway. Yep. So, and all the crap on our roads, that's just going to ruin the damn vehicle the anyway. I, my next story, well, that, that'll kind of tile it into my next story a little. About salt on the roads? Kind of, yeah. Mm. Fun times. But anyway, that is, uh, that is my uplifting story for the day. Well, that was pretty uplifting. I do have to say so I myself. I like that one. So I am doing a fun one this Good. time. I like fun. So... This is kind of a spinoff from last time. So last episode, I was asking all those questions on the presidents with the instruments. Yeah. So I almost I thought brought it would something be, like that today, but I didn't. <laughs> I thought it would be fun to bring a quiz and quiz you. Oh, great. I was trying to find a different type of a quiz, but this one's titled, and I don't understand the title, How Old Is Your Soul Quiz? Which to me, it doesn't even fit the quiz. Okay. It's just, I was, it's useless facts, and I want to see if you know them. Okay, you know, you're going to show how dumb I am? Is that, is that the point of this it's one? It's useless facts. Okay. So you might not have even been taught this in I school. I might not have. And I even took it, and I got, just so you could see, because I printed it off, I got 83%. Okay. But I like useless facts. How many questions are there? And that's usually what I... 24, and I got 20 of them. Okay. So I'm going to score you, and it might take me 100 years to do math because I suck at math. So, Well, we can cut out the math part. We can cut out (laughs) the math part? Why? Okay, so insects outnumber humans 1,000 to 1. Yeah. That... You said it's true. Mm-hmm. You got that wrong. Okay. So insects outnumber humans one hundred million. Okay, was off to one. I knew it was. I knew. I knew they outnumbered us. I didn't realize it by that much. But okay. Wait, humans are one hundred million, and the insects are. I'm reading this. Insects outnumber humans one hundred million to one. Yep. Okay. So Never mind. One hundred million. Insects well, for every one human. Yes. So that's that's, pr- that's pretty... That's cool. Crazy. I knew it was a lot because I think about her house yeah. and, and bugs and, and bugs. how many ants there yeah. are. And, you know, everybody at some point or another has an ant issue in their house. I don't yeah. care where you live. So, table tennis ball have been known to travel off the paddle at speeds of up to 160 kilometers an hour. How many is 160 kilometers? I didn't even realize it was kilometers. I just answered it. I thought it was 160 miles. (laughs) 160 kilometers is probably about 100 and 
and 120 miles an hour. <sighs> True God, that false. seems fast. True or false? That's false. It's true. Damn it. That's too wrong. That's okay. I can get them all wrong. It's okay. The giant squid has the second largest eye in the world. False. Correct. Ding, 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 It's the largest eye in the world. It is. See, I know some things. Okay. So your tongue is one of the only muscles in your body that is attached at one end. True. False. Your tongue is the only muscle that is attached to one end. There is no there is, others. So it's not one of? Okay. That's a trick question. I know. I got that one wrong. That's the one I got wrong. <laughs> a duck's quack doesn't echo and no one knows why. I've heard this before. I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to say true because I've heard it, it before. It is true. I bet Becky would know. We shall ask Becky. We'll have to ask her. Okay, so Elwood Edwards did the voice for the AOL sound files. You've got mail. Did I sound like that? You've got mail. I have no idea who did that, but sure, it could be Elwood Edwards. I don't it know is, who that is true. All right. So Americans are responsible responsible for about one sixth of the world's garbage annually. False. False. It's one fifth. Yeah. No, it's less. One, one fifth, fifth is more. Is more I than lied. one sixth. I forget fractions. <laughs> Lower the number, the higher the the amount. Okay. Lizards can self amputate. I learned this as a young young child. Lizards can self amputate their tails for protection. It grows back after a few months. True. True. I learned that with salamanders catching them as a girl. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Go right along with those fireflies. Well, it was kind of freaky the first time it ever happened because I'm playing with a little salamander. They were kind of cute little things. Mm -hmm. And then you grab it by the tail and it books it and you're still holding the freaking tail in your hand. You're like, oh, mom, I ruined the salamander because you're not understanding what happened. And then she's like, it'll go back. Don't worry about it. I'm like, (laughs) oh, my God, that was so disgusting and creepy. So anyways, the most frequently named bugs from the Bible are locusts, 24, moth, 11, grasshopper, 10, scorpion, 9, caterpillars, 9, caterpillars, 9, and B4. Is this true. true or false? True. False. Yeah. So One of them was off by one number. <laughs> scorpion was 10. Yeah. Trick question. Exactly. That's got, a dumb question. I got that one wrong. That's a really dumb question. I got that wrong. I also got the American garbage thing wrong. Okay. So, Dr. Seuss pronounced his name so that it would rhyme with rejoice. False. True. Okay. The thyroid cartilage is more commonly known as the Adam's apple. False. True. Okay. That no idea. You don't know me at all. <laughs> Just kidding. If you travel across Russia, you will cross eight time zones. I just recently read this something similar to this about China, 
but they don't actually have any time zones, but it would be so many time zones. But I don't think it was eight. That seems high. No, it's not eight. That's false. How many is it? <sighs> Maybe three or four. Seven. Oh, okay. So it is. I knew it was high. high. I knew it was high. You said you didn't think it was that high. Meaner. I got the answer right. I know. <laughs> if you feed a seagull Elka Seltzer, its stomach will explode. True. The people of Italy eat more cheese than any other country in the world. False. Correct. It's France. I'm going to say, I I don't think of cheese when I think of Italy, so. I think of cheese because of pizza, but yeah. Italy's pizza is not like American there's not a, And pizza. there's not a lot of cheese on it usually. It's just a tiny little bit. That's because they don't make it like we make it, so. Yeah, they make it wrong. Mosquito repellents don't repel, they hide you. Correct. That's true. Kuroki means orchestra in Japanese. No way. False. Empty orchestra in Japanese. So adult elephants can't jump. I'm not sure baby elephants can jump. So Yeah, sure. they can. I've seen videos. True. Of it. it is true though. I can't picture an elephant jumping. I've so. seen little videos of little babies like pouncing around mm. out okay. of excitement for stuff. Um horses fall asleep while standing. I have no idea. Sure, true. It is true. Okay. So do cows. Okay. I knew that about cows. I wasn't sure about horses. <laughs> if a horse is laying down, it's sick. So, ondotophobia is the fear of heights. Ondotophobia. False. 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 That's the fear of teeth. Uh, the amount of force used to bite a carrot is the same amount of force used to bite off your thumb. Your thumb. No way. Think of your thumb, not your femur. No way. Okay, false. I tried to throw you off there. Um, when you dye your hair, hair still grows for a couple of weeks. See, I've heard it both ways. I've heard it yes, and I've heard it no. I've heard it both ways too. I've heard it's true, and then I've heard it's not true. It's actually your body's a little shrinking because of a, the the water's drying up, so it's actually that you're shrinking, not your hair is growing. We're going to go with false. But it's false, but not because of that theory. It's false because it grows for a month after. Oh, well, hey, it's still false. I you got it right anyway. You have to think that I got it right the anyway. blood flowing through your system doesn't feed the cells for your hair. Your hair yeah. is a different type of... Okay, so mayonnaise takes the rings of glasses off when left on overnight. Mayonnaise takes the rings from glasses off when left on overnight. I'm thinking like... Like when on I, a surface, like on a that's table. That's what I'm thinking, like a coffee table. Sure, why not? It's true. And I'm pretty positive that probably like hit all 1950s magazines for oh, women. Because sure. you sure. know mayonnaise, when yep. it came out, <laughs> you... Oh, Yeah. It was a miracle. So, the name of two stone lions in front of the New York Public Library are Patience and Fortitude. True. It is true. Okay. I heard that a long time ago. 
I don't know where, but I remember hearing that. As soon as I saw patience, I'm like, oh, that's true. Okay, so when you get burned, you should crack an egg and you won't get a scar. False. It's true. Hmm. I don't see how that's going to have anything to do with it. I burn my leg, I crack an egg over here. It's not going to do any good. It doesn't help the burning sensation. You just don't get a scar from it. If your burn is bad enough and you put an you egg You just said over, crack an egg. You didn't say anything about putting it on the, on the burn. <laughs> you just said if I cracked an egg. <laughs> if I'm on fire, I'm going to throw the eggs across the room. <laughs> Mr. Technicality. So, you got four wrong. Same Yay. as me. So, we're equals. Yay. We You're, both thought no useless crap. Except we got or different we ones. Well. A little bit different. I didn't, some of these I didn't guess. The Bible thing, I guess, because I don't remember how many times they ate. <laughs> yeah, no. How am I supposed to know that? Insects one wrong because of the wording. Mm-hmm. Okay, it wasn't so much the wording. It was kind of the wording. I got the tongue thing. That was from the wording. The Americans with the garbage, I really didn't know. And the Bible thing. Cool, cool. So, so yours were different than mine's. So together we know it all. No, because no, we got we both got the Bible thing wrong. Okay, together we know it all except for the Bible. Well, <laughs> actually, I think we got the same ones wrong. Except I got Doctor Seuss right, and and that was different. The other three we got right, and you got the t- table tennis wrong. One, two, three. Four. Oh, oh, you got five wrong. Oh, Woo, shucks. I'm smarter. Yeah, I'm going to cut that out. No, you're not. I'm yep. going to, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You got five wrong. On to my last story. It's not super funny, but I found it interesting and kind of funny. Blink, blink. Huh? I'm over here just staring at you like blink, oh. blink. Now, um... Wisconsin is pretty famous for its cheese, right? I mean, you think of cheese, cheese when you think from of Wisconsin. Wisconsin. We go to Wisconsin a lot. We do, and we one day we're going to stop signs. at one of those cheese factories. Well, in Wisconsin... Do they make squeaky cheese? I love squeaky cheese. I made that once ever, but I didn't have the cheese cloth to like strain mm, it. My grandma made it when I was a kid. I can it's make so it good. again. We just need to make sure I have cheese cloth this time to like strain it. Well, in Wisconsin, there is a dairy farm that makes mozzarella and provolone. Mmm, provolone. And its leftover salt brine is used to melt road ice by the county. What? Yeah. So uh, starting a, starting this, last winter. Does this ruin your vehicle? I, uh, according to what I've read, uh, it doesn't have any effect on vehicles any more than, you know, regular salt. Oh, so it does have so, an effect. Yeah, it, it has an effect. I wonder if this is but, like beet juice. But uh, there is one county, it's Polk County in Wisconsin. Uh, that last year they used uh, a little over 10,000 gallons of uh, of the uh, salt brine from leftover from, from the cheese making process to help melt uh, their road ice. Um, That's just crazy. I'm telling you. It uh, the well, the salt the brine from will it from cheese. Like cheese? It, well, actually, <laughs> first of all, it uh, 
it won't melt unless it's over 21 degrees below zero for an extended period of time. So it's one of the reasons why it works well. Um, but it does have one drawback and it smells <laughs> like cheese. <laughs> like cheese. So in this county, it is very obvious <laughs> because the roads smell like cheese. <laughs> So I bet if I lick the road, it's going to taste like cheese. Uh, probably. With a little would, bit of imagine. exhaust. I would imagine. Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> so next time we go visit our son, can I? we go to Polk County so I can lick a road? Yeah. I'm not even sure where Polk County is, but we can figure it out and go there. I mean, I it's a, it's a it rural be, county, wherever it is. It's somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I don't um, think it would be too hard to pull it up on Google no, Maps. Be, obviously, be, be be very simple. But yeah, Polk County, Wisconsin, using cheese brine. Um, oh, actually, here, last winter they used thirty-eight thousand gallons of cheese brine to uh, thirty-eight thousand gallons. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, being it doesn't melt unless it's over so many certain degrees, if it like gets a little buildup on the side of the road. Yeah, that I don't know. Plow? Or? I don't know. I just thought. I, I saw cheese in Wisconsin and went, oh, this is going to be fun. What are they using cheese for now? And it's like, look, they're using it to salt their roads. That is awesome. Those That's... cheese heads. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know those Packers. They yeah, are cheese yeah, heads. That's cheese for head. sure. So it almost looks like I'm pulling up on Google Maps just to kind of see where about. Yeah. They are. And it looks like we drive through that on the way to go see Cool. My child. Cool, cool. We'll have to check it out. Or no. Yeah. Where's Highway 53? Oh, no. It's off to the side, but it's right... Not too far, though. It's um, where Barron is if we took and turned there okay. and headed over to Taylor Falls. Okay, yeah. Um, Taylor Falls is in Polk County. So, actually, <laughs> we would probably be able to get to it faster if we're on our way down to the city, on our way to the cities, yeah, yeah, oh, interesting. So cool, cool. We'll have to check out the uh, the cheese roads. Cheese roads would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yes, they would. If uh, if you would like to tell us about what it's like to have cheese on your roads, you can always send an email to outlandishoutcasts at gmail dot com. That would be kind of cool if we had people from Polk County, Wisconsin. It would be. I, I, I it's going to be fairly rare because it sounds like it's really rural, but you know. Taylor Falls is in Polk County and a lot of people go there because they They do maybe not so much in the winter because they have the little water park. Yeah, the water park there. Yeah, I went there when I was a kid. So, but yep. Um, If you have other stories that you would like us to research and take a look into because they sound a little different and not your normal newsworthy stories, Mm -hmm. um, definitely... um, Comment on Facebook. Yeah. Let us know how we're doing on Facebook. You can check us out on Instagram, Outlandish Outcasts. And Twitter, Outlandish Casts. I was actually on there this week and we got a couple of likes from some people that I don't know. So that's kind of cool. We got some new followers. It had nothing to do with my misleading. I didn't think it was misleading. I just wrote it real fast. <laughs> it wasn't I was, misleading. You know, I was like. Somebody was accused of doing math and it was Krispy Kreme's fault. It's not misleading. I know, but I felt like after I reread my story almost a couple hours later, because mm-hmm. I quick wrote it right before I started work and I quick wrote it when oh, I have to get this up there. And then I got it on there because I forgot to like preset it the night before. Mm-hmm. And then 
on my first break, I rewrote read everything because there were a lot of hits on that. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like one of those clickbait stories, except we're not clickbait. But I was like, it's so misleading. I think it's funny. And then I like went into the state of panic and I ran over to you at work like, oh my God, Krispy Kreme's going to sue us. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they actually listen to what yeah. we have to say first. They can sue. We've got nothing for them to take except for, you know, they just have to listen to the episode. Yeah, we have nothing for them to take. Sorry, Krispy Kreme. Sorry. You can have our house, but... Yeah. It's not a bad house. No. It's, it's a good right. house. We still owe a lot of money on it, though, yep. so good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can have the mortgage payment. Anyway, I think that is uh, that is enough for this week. We will be back Are next sure week. enough for this That's week? enough for this week. Oh, we'll my be, gosh. We're hitting an hour almost. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.